God's plan is for families to tell the next generation about the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. In the Old Testament, we read, And these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. God tells us not to conceal his great and mighty acts from our children, but to tell the generations to come the praises of the Lord, his strength, and his wondrous works that he has done. How do we share God's love with our children? Why should we go first into the home? Join us today as I interview Reverend Gregory Seltz and his wife, Marie Yvette Seltz. Our topic is Go First into the Home. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Reverend Dr. Gregory Seltz serves as the speaker of the Lutheran Hour radio program. The Lutheran Hour Ministries flagship Christian outreach radio program, which airs on more than 1,600 stations across North America, as well as on the American Forces Network. Marie Yvette Seltz has a Master of Science degree in Industrial and Organizational Psychology and is writing a dissertation for her doctorate degree in clinical psychiatry. She works in therapy and as a choice coach. Uh, welcome, Reverend Greg and Yvette. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is great to be here. It is very good to be here. Well, thank you so much. Well, as we begin mm-hmm. our theme of go first into the home, I thought it would be good to not just bring you, Pastor Greg, but also your <laughs> wife in as we talk a little bit about your family right. and how you raised your daughter, daughter Devin, yeah. to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk a little bit about your family. Tell us about, uh, uh, how about um, Greg starting? Well, first? I'll start off. I mean, first of all, I couldn't talk uh, about this without bringing Yvette with me today because, I mean, she's been probably the principal reason why I think Devin is a person of faith. And uh, it's because she has so much contact and has been such a, uh, an example to her as her mom. And mm-hmm. and so again, I have a I, we do have a wonderful daughter, and, and and my wife and I have been kind of partners in this this job of of raising her in the Lord. Um, it, it's been an exciting time. It has been an exciting time, and I think one of the things you just said right now, being partners yeah. in the raising of her, has been something that we've shared that has really helped her a lot because um, she's always had that stability and yeah. the ability to rely on on us. If you know one of us was struggling through something, she could go to the other. Or, right. Well, you know, one thing I will say this too, Yvette grew up with all girls in her family yes. and I grew up with all boys oh, in my family. Yes, we're the so, oldest of, is that right? uh, there's no easy way to actually figure all this out. You have to kind of learn as you go too, Correct. folks. So sure. uh, yes. we've learned that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit about how you went into the home when she was young, but tell mm-hmm. us how old she is now and what she's she doing now. She is 27 now. years old and she she's got a master's from Webster in... Marriage and Family Counseling. Correct. Oh, and she's fantastic. also working at University of Missouri, uh, St. Louis, and she's running their counseling, student counseling department, or is one she's of their... She's not running it. She's one of their counselors. One of their counselors. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Dad's always proud. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Dads are always <laughs> proud, but I, I would guess because dad was a... Uh, a pastor, right. mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, as you said, a lot of it did fall to Yvette. Well, let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about when she was young. Just tell us uh, how you uh, helped her know Jesus Christ, even as a baby, maybe up to two years old. 
Well, one of the things I wanted to say, um, you started out with De- the Deuteronomy verse, mm-hmm. um, is it really comes to modeling it and, and making it part of your everyday, walking it, talking mm-hmm. it from morning till evening. And so, you know, we're not perfect, but no. I think allowing your children to see how you deal with things and how you come back to being able to uh, – it's a teachable moment, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Lots of teachable moments. Yeah, moments. lots. And I think, you know, starting out with prayer, praying before meals, always showing gratitude in all things, not just when things are bright and shiny, but mm-hmm. being able to, even whenever we see things that are maybe uncomfortable, painful, difficult, mm-hmm. to always be giving thanks because we know that it's not all about us. And we have our Lord whose hand is always helping us and is there for us to fall into, even when it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think talking about those things with our children is really important. Good. Well, and, you know, we talked about this. It's a matter of trying to to demonstrate that that our lives are lives of grace, I mean, and we're trying to live graciously, and that's not natural to us. You know, no. God is gracious to us when we don't deserve it. And so as parents, you start to have to show your children what's right and wrong, but then the power to live those things is that graciousness that's underneath there. And one of the things I used to do when Devin was little, I'd always cross her right when she was real tiny. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted her to actually always sense that it was the cross of Christ that was on her, the name of yes. Jesus that was on her. And as she grew up, she always kind of thought, well, that's always true for me. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the kind of graciousness that you just try to model it. You fall down. You don't always do it properly, but you have these little things that you do that, that keep you both focused on that. And eventually those things, they do take. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I say about the home is it's the most difficult place for us to live our faith. Absolutely. So parents and grandparents, we're not perfect, and no. we will not always do what's right, in the home especially. Right. So we need to ask for forgiveness from yes. our children. Again. Absolutely. And they learn so easily to right. offer it, don't they? Tell yes. us. Right. Tell well, us. that's what you were saying. You know, even when we say live graciously, it's not just it, – it is an attitude, but it's an attitude of learning to deal with your faults. It's a learning to deal with re- repenting to one another and being yes. vulnerable to one another and also being strong for one another. You're living as you're trying to live as Christ does for you, mm-hmm. uh, but you're right. It, it, that's it's the most unnatural, natural thing we do as as Christians. Right. Yeah. Right. I think what you that, said, Faith. Uh, what, Kay, Kay, that's all right. I'm sorry. Uh, what you said, Kay. I was thinking about faith. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> what you said, Kay, about how we are, how it can be really challenging to model that in the home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think that it should just be perfect in the home. But it isn't because that's actually and it's and sometimes it's not even a conscious thing. But this is a place where we know we're loved. Really, that's right. You know, and so it's exactly mm -hmm. so we express things that Mm -hmm. sometimes are not expressed the best way. Mm -hmm. We say things in a hurtful manner, and um, we we may behave in a way that's completely self selfish. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, those are the times where. It's particularly important to be aware of those dynamics that are happening and then say, okay, this is because they know that I love them. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're really intentionally trying to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know. Yeah. And then you can yeah. go in and, and talk to them about it. Well, when I think of Kay, I think of Faith, too. So <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's absolutely true. I mean, that's she cool. is a person well, see, of that, great that, faith. That's how she you can keep the communication. She does demonstrate great faith. Well, and you keep the communication lines open, and that's one of the things we've always tried to do with Devin, too, is that those teachable moments are still things as parents – we're shooting for. So it's not like it just happens. Mm-hmm. We, we are trying to make sure during the day and during you know the week that, that we have opportunity to keep in contact with our, mm-hmm. our daughter and keep in contact with our spouse. 
And so there are there is some intentionality to it. Yeah. And, and you look for things and you go, oh, this would be a great way to, sh- to share something, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. And it you comes bet. around. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, tell me um, a story about your daughter at any age, maybe something that you talked to her about or a situation that came up where you shared the forgiveness of Jesus Christ with her. Well, you know, this is always a tough thing to do as a pastor because your kids are always saying, oh, please, Dad, don't, 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 don't say it. And, you know, now you're doing it on a radio program. <laughs> but I will tell you, um, and I'm, I'll keep it as generic as I can, but I will tell you there have been some times in our lives because, I, you know, I try to teach my daughter these things, obviously. I try to teach other children that are under my care these things. But there was a few moments in her life where I think we both saw it together and, and, and she looked at me and she said, you know, I get it now, Dad. I know what you're talking about. She felt my love is something that wasn't something she earned at that moment. It was something she right. already had. Mm. And then that gave her confidence to go deal with whatever she was dealing with. And, and parents, you feel like you've given them that knowledge all throughout that, but sometimes it takes every, – everyone comes to a complete realization of these things as we get older. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all I'm saying is you keep after it. And there have been a few times in our lives together where – she knew she had it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she knew she had it, and it came from Christ through her dad and her mom to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but you don't always know when that time's going to come. No. You, you really don't. don't. You don't, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. When I was thinking today, and I'm going back to when she was little, one of the areas that I love so much, you talked about prayer earlier, is mm-hmm. when the little ones are just big enough to fold their hands and say, Amen. Yes. And they really don't know what yes. they're yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. But, they keep growing in that, and pretty soon they're saying the words right. as you pray at meals. Uh, right. Any thoughts about prayer and, and your daughter? I love that you said that. We actually just were reviewing some some videos that we made of her when she was a child, and we had never caught it before, and it was Christmas. And, uh, you know, as a pastor, we were very limited with our funds, and so it was often a, a family event to get her a, a really lovely gift. And so what we noticed we did is we'd open the cards and we'd read the cards. It's very important for us to acknowledge who the gifts were from and to say a little prayer. Well, she couldn't read. She was three, maybe yeah. three years old, and she had received a Barbie car that that year for, for her gift. She opened up the card, and she pretended she was reading and praying, and at the end she said, Amen. <laughs> How cute. They are so cute. Yes, yes. Out of the mouths of babes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She had oh, the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, they get older, but there are uh, several uh, faith formation um, uh, skills that happen all the time in the home. Mm-hmm. And I just want to kind of touch base with you on them. Mm-hmm. Caring conversations, sessions, rituals and traditions, mm-hmm. prayer and Bible reading, our devotions in the home, and service in the community. Mm-hmm. They don't always have to be about religious things. Right. Correct. But these four uh, things, when families do that, they build stronger families and they help their children mm-hmm. uh, understand what faith is. So Correct. let's just touch on each of those a little bit. You've okay. already talked about caring conversations, mm-hmm. but do you think of any do you think of any other story, a caring conversation that you had with your daughter that might have been about faith or might have been about something else that you could share? 
Well, I mean, one of the things I want to say, this is where my wife, she has a skill set with this, and not just with our daughter, but with the people you counsel and things like that. She has a way of being able to say kind of a how's your day type of discussion and actually get to something that really does matter. Mm -hmm. And she used to do that with our daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me something you learned today. Mm -hmm. You know, how's your day today? Those kind of things. And rhythmically doing those things. And I think now as Devin's older, she enjoys having those conversations with you. And remember mm-hmm. when I told you, I said, as a mother, sometimes you don't get the best answer back at a, at a particular time. But mm-hmm. as you get older now, they have these conversations. Mm-hmm. So, again, just that, that rhythmic, you know, uh, uh, I'm really interested about who you are, what happened today. Right. So talk to me about it if you get a chance, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, for me... <laughs> I wasn't always skilled in those things, but I did things with my daughter mm-hmm. that opened up those Good. conversations. Absolutely. I think also, I have to say, when she was little, because she does not have siblings, yes. uh, she was exposed to different things by going to school. And, you know, you, she would assume, as a lot of us do even in our adulthood, that people, you know, see things the way we see things and value things the way we value things. And she didn't understand why some of her friends were atheists, didn't believe in God, didn't have and, – and she didn't have these – you know, it was, to her, she didn't understand. So having those conversations was very important. Mm-hmm. Praying for these children and mm-hmm. her friends was very important. And, putting, and so she taught – you know, through t- uh, talking to her about this, she was uh, taught how she can uh, lift these people up. Um, sure. to, to Christ and, yeah. and, and the way that she dealt with them too, she was able to model and show them uh, a difference in uh, the way she lived. Yeah. yeah, because she's lived in multiple places. I mean, New York City, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know, different parts, different parts of the world too. And, yes. and, and she has a d- deeper faith about these kind of things because she's always been challenged. And then she came back and talked to us and then we kind of didn't give her the answers. We mm-hmm. let her see those things right. for herself. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, but that's Very, a hard thing to do, folks. Yeah, you know, it we is. all have a tough time with those things. I'm going to transition, make a few announcements, then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that and continue talking about going first into the home. Family Shield Ministries 2016 theme is Go First into the Home, based on Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Today, Family Shield is giving away the complimentary booklet, Parenting Families, Practical Strategies for the Family Life. To receive the booklet, call the Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us your complete name and address. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to the Thrivent website at www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call them 1-800-847-4836. Remember, you need to sign up for this every year. If you need help with that, just give us a call and we'll walk you through it. Family Shield programs can also be heard through the archive page on our website and you can connect with us through Facebook. The Family Shield Benefit Dinner is Saturday, October 8th at Webster Gardens Lutheran Church. Reverend Greg Seltz is our keynote speaker on the same theme that we're talking about today, Go First Into the Home. Tickets are available in advance, and our deadline is October the 3rd. To learn more, email us at witness to family or call us 1-877-250-8416. Now I want to go back to my guest, Dr. and Mrs. Gregory Seltz. Again, our topic, Go First Into the Home. Right before the break, we were talking about caring conversations. 
And uh, we also have already touched on some traditions and rituals, but can you share another idea I wanna, about that? I want to jump in on this one because this is what my wife does so well. And and what I mean by this is there's an attitude. It's Everyone has their own unique traditions, and, and uh, but she makes our house a place of grace at, at several times a year and how she dresses the place up. And it actually makes the place... Um, it's easier to live a gracious life when there's kind of a joy in the house with the music and all the decorations and things like that. And so talk a little bit about that, Yvette, because it really does make a difference um, in how you raise your kids and in the environment that it you does, create for them. It does. Yvette, tell us what you do. Well, it's magical is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, I love that you said Graciously. the word magical because it was always very important to me to create magic for our daughter. Uh, as long as I could in the home. Uh And I think one of the best things you can do, and I know this as a counselor, is to uh, allow people to, to be comfortable with change. And so we can do that in the home and show children that change can be comfortable. It can be good. It can be, uh, a a wonderful thing. So, uh, during the different seasons of the year, during Easter, I'd have a little Easter tree. Uh, We'd have, um, Prayers. We have particular music. We have uh, mm-hmm. different ways of focusing on the, the on what the season was. Then you look at Thanksgiving. Um, that's a great time to prepare for the coming of Christ. And so I'd have the changing of the leaves. We'd have different kinds of foods. Um, there was always a change coming on, and Christmas was huge. So we would have. I mean, it's a different kind of environment, but there was always that stability of always focusing on Christ, always having the prayers, but also, you know, coming and being able to see that we're always in a season of preparation and gratitude. That's great. And it's so obvious that you two love each other so much. (laughs) It's so cool to see that not only do you love your daughter, but you you just... I never know what the other. house is going to look like when I come back from a trip. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> is that right? True. And I love it. It's always, a, wow, I never thought those colors were coming, but thank you, dear. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. And I like the idea of cha- helping uh, everyone learn change. that change is important. So mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, another one of those faith formations, we've already talked about that, is prayer and Bible readings and right. devotions. Did you do devotions in the home with yeah. Evan when she was young? We, we haven't. My, you know, even then, my schedules were always kind of crazy, but we always find a way to to focus ourselves devotionally and then prayer was a, a, a big focus on that but I'm going to say one thing Yvette gave me a book one time and as I was mm. going through being her father and Yvette said you know sixth through eighth grade you really have to be ready for this and so she gave me this book and it was a book I read through and you know those kind of resources at the right time mm-hmm. make a huge difference because I wasn't ready to be, you know, the kind of father sixth to eighth grade. I thought mm-hmm. I thought it was just supposed to be a dad. Mm-hmm. But she said, no, this is the most important time. So those kind of resources that help you at certain times. And as you get older, when your kids get older, those resources, yeah, you're still a parent. And and yes, those resources blessed me even as a dad, and I'm sure they blessed my daughter. I love that you brought that up because she calls I don't me daddy. think that that's right. That's the name of the book. She mm-hmm. still calls me daddy, mm-hmm. and it's really important because I children do need different things at different stages of their life, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how old they are. If they're nine years old, they're you know fifteen, they're twenty, they're twenty two. They will always need us, but there are different needs that they're looking for, mm-hmm. and sometimes we try, we have a tough time transitioning. We try to keep them at the nine year level or the mm-hmm. 12 year old level or 15 yeah. and we don't realize what it is that they need right that's great and that i think that's very important i love that you brought that up so those resources there's lots of resources yes, like that there are that you can use mm-hmm. um and the last uh faith formation is service in the community 
mm-hmm. together as a family. Mm-hmm. Now, you travel a lot, Pastor Greg, but um, just um, any uh, thoughts you have about service in the community? Oh well, I mean, that yeah. was our whole life before he became the right. I mean, I was a pastor, and yeah, I was a pastor in the city, and my daughter was an integral part of a lot of what I did. In fact, I didn't want her to be one who waited for Daddy to come oh, home no. from church. No. Uh, so she kind of went out there with me Good. a lot. Yes, she did. Uh, and she ran. She ran some uh, legs for some little relay marathons to, that we to did. raise resources for one of the ministries we had in New York City and passed uh, out pamphlets. I, the one that I love now. This isn't isn't. She did all kinds of stuff to serve the community. This one, yes. she was just doing some evangelism work with me. She was in second grade or third grade. Yes, third and, grade. And we weren't going to have anybody uh, – our church was going to go home for Christmas because they were all 25 to 30-year-olds. Uh-huh. So we weren't going to have any people on Christmas Eve. Now, I've been in churches of 2,000 people at Christmas Eve. I couldn't have nobody. So Devin came out on the curb with me and Devin came out on the corner with me in New York City with, with Yvette and with my music director. And for several nights, we passed out candy canes uh-huh. to invite people to church. And they kept saying, where's your basket? Yeah, they thought oh. we were looking for donations. <laughs> donations. Yeah. We were not we said, asking no, this for is anything. an invitation, and no one could turn her down. So oh, we, sure. We had about 100 people come just mm-hmm. from that kind oh, of effort. So. And and children can be evangelists. Oh, so oh much goodness. so. They're not at all afraid, and if they're, oh, I mean, depending on their personality, but mm-hmm. people have a hard time turning down a child. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. smile. That's Big awesome. Smile. Well, uh, one more thing I want to touch on. Uh, and that is the fact that this theme of go first into the home based on Matthew 28, go and make disciples of mm-hmm. all nations, mm-hmm. that we need to go in the home first. But a lot of times Christians have done everything they can to mm-hmm. raise their children to know and love Jesus. But I know we get a lot of calls from adult parents that have adult children that have turned away from their faith or have gone into a different religion Mm -hmm. that we don't consider a Christian religion, Mm -hmm. and they're carrying a lot of guilt. Mm -hmm. And uh, what can we say to them uh, to to help them understand Jesus is walking with them and also that it isn't too late? Right. Oh, no. Well, uh, first of all, I just want to encourage anybody who's struggling with that out there right now. The the one thing that we even talked about on the way over was Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ loves your kids even more than you do. And I think that's a hard thing for us to understand. We can't imagine anyone would love our daughter more than us. Mm -hmm. But I remember early on, realizing that Jesus actually loved her more than even I did and more than my wife did. So therefore, no matter what's going on in their life right now, Christ is coming for them still. He's coming after Mm -hmm. them. And when someone chooses something besides Jesus, all I can tell you is eventually there will be a day when they realize there's nobody like Jesus. There's no Lord in heaven who loves like he does. So there will be a day, I pray, that they see that difference for themselves. And you'd be surprised. They might wind up seeing it deeper than you ever imagined because of the walk they've had. Mm -hmm. So that's my encouragement to you. Don't ever, when you're living graciously for the sake of your kids, the day may come still when they see exactly what that means to them too. Mm That would be a great day. And I get a lot of uh, parents that come to see me with the work that I do that Uh come in with this very issue that you're talking about. They get so frustrated and angry. Sometimes they're angry at the adult child, which doesn't help at all. Thank you. That's exactly correct. We need to pray for them. That's right. And love them. And love them and And keep the the conversation open, Mm -hmm. not dump more guilt on them or try to argue them into believing. Well, when you're living graciously, you can't argue somebody back into the kingdom anyway. That's right. No, that's right. But, but, you know, you do that in a lot of your your therapy and stuff where you, you get people to see what 
They're, they could be, even be blocking some of that. But again, not out of guilt. You don't do Never. any of this stuff out of guilt. No. Yeah. Right. You, it's important to keep the conversations open. And I will tell you, uh, when I work with the young adults, especially the ones that are in college and the ones that just graduated, you know, they've been taught to look at ration, be rational, be logical. And they're taught not to, to that they're, they're actually stupid if they believe in their faith. Oh, sure. In today's world, that's very true. It's it's not an easy thing to be a Christian a lot in today's world, especially the millennials and yeah. younger people. Mm-hmm. And college is one of the hardest places to live your faith. Very much so. And they, when they come in to see me, they have this void because it's a disconnect between what they're hearing in the classroom mm-hmm. and what they've been taught. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's important for us to have that that those discussions because we're mind, body, and spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they get lost for a little while, but they eventually come back. But the, the beautiful part about it, and this is what I want to encourage parents to hear, is that it's not a bad thing for the children, for their children to question, because it's an opportunity for them to actually go back in and see how important their faith is because it's important to them, not because their parents tell them it is. Right. We can't have faith for our children, our grandchildren. Right. They mm-hmm. have to have their own faith. And very honestly, sometimes... They're going to fall away for a while, sin, mm-hmm. yes, and then come back, and that forgiveness of Jesus Christ there you go. is new and oh, it's wonderful. wonderful. Right. Absolutely. And we don't want them to do that. No. But yeah. sometimes they've grown up in this church. They, they, they know all the words, but they don't understand forgiveness, well, the correct. forgiveness of Christ, which is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you just talk about Greg. living graciously, you know, that sound, I know what people think that sounds like, but it's rooted in forgiveness. It's rooted in God doing this stuff as a gift to you. And sometimes you don't even understand that until you see it, it, it absent in your life, you know, that void. Mm-hmm. And there's all, that's the void that only Christ can fill. Absolutely. Yes, yes. We have two minutes left. Okay. So what else, Pastor Greg, would you like to share with our listeners as we end the program? Well, I I just think that being a parent is one of the most exciting things you can be, Mm -hmm. Uh, being a spouse. That doesn't mean every day is going to be perfect, doesn't mean every day is going to work out exactly uh, the way you want it to, but you get a chance to see how much Christ loves you Mm -hmm. by trying to love another person in his name. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just that you're trying to love that child, you're also seeing how much Christ loves you as you struggle and strive and and those kinds of things. So I just want to encourage people and, and live graciously, but also realize the Lord loves you and loves your children even more than you do. And if with that in mind, uh, start today and see what God can do. Perfect. I was just going to say, today's the day to start. There you yeah, go. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's such a great way to end the program. I love that you said that, that Jesus loves our children more than we do. Mm-hmm. And we love them a lot. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. We love them a lot. It's hard to imagine. I can't even imagine. Right, mm-hmm. right. Thank you. Uh, again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, and my guests have been Reverend Greg Seltz, Lutheran Hour speaker, and his wife, Avette Seltz. And uh, it's been so wonderful just to visit with you and see (laughs) your uh, faces and hear more about your daughter, Devin, and uh, God's blessings to you as you continue to serve him. Uh, Family Shield Ministries, if you want to learn more about us, you can go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you want to contact us, email us at witness2family at gmail.com. And don't forget that our benefit dinner is... 
October the 8th at Webster Gardens Lutheran Church. Reverend Seltz is our speaker, and he probably won't talk about all of what we talked about today. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be some new <laughs> but, things. Uh, but uh, we're so glad that he can do that, and we do have plenty of space, and we hope that you can come. Reservations are needed by October the 3rd. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, and uh, thank you so much for listening. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.